Welcome back to the feed. Two-pace feed. Just before we get on with the boys, just thought I would say, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, na-na-na, we are the navy blues, we are the old dark navy blues. <laughs> yeah. Streak enders. Mate, we fucked you. All right, that's it. <laughs> Here's the trademark boys with two-piece feed, thanks. Dip that bitch. Welcome back to the feed. Two-piece feed. Welcome. Um, we've got Trademark here, Dan and uh, Dan and Ed from Trademark. How are you going, boys? Good, mate. Good, thank lads. Thanks good. for having us. Thank, no, thank you for coming on. I sort of put it out on uh, Instagram a few months ago to see if you guys would join us, and much to my belief, you... You guys said yes, so I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Busy boys. No worries. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, boys, we wanted to have you on. Uh, we just wanted to have a bit of a collaboration between different states and uh, how we can break the stigma around mental health and break down those uh, barriers. Uh, you guys would know more than anyone being in the trade of uh, carpentry and and that sort of thing, we, we're told not to be... Uh, we're told not to be weak about our, our health and just, yeah, we've, we've discussed it a lot. Not, we, be, not we are, be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, not be vulnerable and we have to be strong and not speak about how we're actually feeling. Yeah. And looking at what you guys have done so far with, with Trademark and we're, we're speaking quite heavily now with our friends about, about that. We've got a lot of friends that are chippies and yep. plumbers and sparkies and the like and uh, they find it the same way that you do try and have a conversation with them and they do feel like, no, they have to put on a bit of a front. And, yeah, it, yeah especially in the trade, you, you have to be, you know, manly and, and walk around like you've, you know, you've mm. got a strong back on your face. And we want to just uh, get your thoughts just quickly before we dive into the, the deep questions. How did, you, how did you find working in the trade – uh, and just trying to open up initially as well. Just just give us a, a bit of a backstory when you're both apprentice, uh, apprentices and coming through the ranks. We'll, uh, we'll fog I'll, off to, I'll, uh, I'll, go to... I'll take that one. Yeah, I'll go to Dan one. first. Boys, here we go. Yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan here, lads. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, good question, lads. I think, um, look, overwhelmingly my experience in the trades is really positive, to be honest. Um the whole conversation around mental health, I think, has been one that's evolved a lot, you know, in my time. Um, I think maybe for myself, I'm probably fortunate to have a personality type where I generally find it quite easy to get along with people and um, form new bonds and relationships um, pretty quickly and and kind of find deeper connections with people like below the surface, which, you know, I think in a lot of work environments, people don't really have that kind of attitude or a lot of work environments don't really support that kind of, you know, approach where you can make relationships like that. A lot of people kind of get to work and just want to do their job and, and sort of not not really engage with, with each other on that level. But I generally, my anxieties through the building industry came from thinking I was never going to have a fucking clue how to do my job mm. and I was never going to be good enough to be, you know, like a, a, a real-life tradie, you know. Yeah. That was my anxiety. But in terms of the environment and the workplace that I found myself in, I always found myself in generally fairly supportive groups. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, in terms of experience, I mean, I've definitely seen environments where, you know, it's not like that. Um, 
thankfully, you know, that's not been something that I've really had to deal too much with. But, yeah, completely aware that, you know, that people come to work, you know, they don't necessarily want to engage with each other too much and they have to pretend like they do have it all together, which we're all doing, you know, mostly most commonly in life anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's um, that's a great answer. Thank you. Um, I find uh, we're, we're definitely not in the blue-collar sort of um, industry, for industry, sure. But yeah. um, like just this week I lost um, one of my colleagues. Um, we don't know what uh, the cause was as yet, but we can only imagine. Um, and uh, like we've had our uh, employee assistance program, you know, just jump in straight away and, you know, help us out. Um, we've got counsellors there all week, uh, which is pretty pretty insane, but you just don't know if that happens um, from business to business or if it's just the business that I work for. So um, it's it's pretty cool what they've done, but, yeah, horrible. It definitely, horrible, doesn't, horrible happen week. The, uh, definitely doesn't happen in the uh, in the residential um, construction industry, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. like EAPs are not something that are heard of, to be yeah. honest. Uh, EAPs are very much a... I guess a white collar um, yeah. service, you know. Um, previously, at least, um, you're hearing more and more about EAPs. It was definitely not something that we ever had access to. That's for sure, as a residential chippy. And I mean, it went through TAFE as well, doing your Cert Three and carpentry joinery, and there was no discussions about mental health or you know awareness of services that were there to support you know our industry or anything like that. So it is great to hear that you know. Um, in a situation like what you guys are dealing with now that the AAP services is jumping in. I'm sure there's a lot to work through there and it's great that, you know, our workplaces are, are yeah. taking a proactive approach to trying to do something, you know, and yeah. it's hard to know exactly what the right thing to do is all the time, but it is good to see that workplaces are making a concerted effort to do something. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, Trademark, how did, it, how did it all come about? Like, like I said, Jesse and I sort of know a little bit, but um, we'd like to... No, gather what yeah how it all started so yeah yeah well so we started so dan and i met on a building site end of 2014 and um yeah i'm from central queensland dan's from from sydney basically yeah started working the same builder on the same day um so yeah got lumped together i started my apprenticeship and, and dan was already a, a licensed um tradie so we sort of got lumped together as a two new guys and yeah i had a pretty you know, strong appetite for uh, for knowledge and understanding how it worked. And like sort of Dan touched on earlier, he, yeah, went through his apprenticeship um, not even knowing if he'd be able to do it. And once he figured out how he could do it, he was good mentor for, for people underneath him. So, yeah, we sort of just stuck together and, um, yeah, doing a, a lot of work together and just talking about a lot of shit on site basically. Yep. Um, and then got to a point where um, Dan lost one of his close mates at the end of 2015 um, to suicide. And, and that was really our first experience, you know, directly and indirectly with, you know, event like that happening. And then it just opened our eyes basically to the situation that was, yeah, as it was, the, the, the so many young men, especially taking their lives. And it wasn't something that we knew anything about and depression, anxiety and stress and, and all this sort of stuff. It was just a bit foreign to us. Yep. Um and even just talking about it was foreign to us because we weren't educated around it at all. Yeah. And then uh, we'd already had an idea for some from workwear, and so we just sort of rolled that into to trademark this funky work shirt idea around social enterprise and profit for purpose, which is a business model we both yeah really liked the idea of. So yeah, launched that in 2018, and uh, yeah, five and a, a bit years down the track, and we've got uh, yeah non for profit, which we donate 50 percent of our profits to, which is TX, a free counselling service for the 
tradies, truckies, rural and blue-collar workers and those that care about them. And, um, yeah, nearly had 17,000 people through that, which is pretty cool. So, All right. You know, that's busy awesome. That's That's awesome. That's such good stats to hear, so. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. That's freaking insane. Um, and depending on how long you've got, there's a hell of a lot more to the story. To be there honest. is a hell of a lot more, but yeah, we've got we've yeah, got depending. as much time as you want to give us. So, yeah. well, I think actually the key one of the key things for myself and Ed, right, is that prior to like you know me losing one of my best mates to suicide, which was obviously a life shattering experience. Um, and like Ed said, we experienced that in different ways. Like that was he was my mate, not Ed's mate. We had, but Ed was, we were working seven days a week at the time and he was my yeah. number one supporting at work. And so Ed experienced that whole thing from being a support network to me, who was his tradie rocking up to, like, I mean, you've seen the, the TED talk, right? Like I'd be yeah. rocking up to site in the, in the week, you know, the weeks following and just be welling up with tears, just like trying to do my job, you know, and yeah. Ed's there like, you know, what the fuck do I, how do I support this bloke, right? Like yeah. how do I? help him what do you do um and so he had to navigate that and did a good job of it to be honest um but i think preceding the event of that suicide and the eye-opening sort of eyes opening to the mental health situation we are both i think we're both fairly entrepreneurial blokes like we're both hard-working you know entrepreneurial guys like we were looking for opportunities we wanted to do something like you know we just had that itch to to, to create something and do something it wasn't that we had a long-term vision to, you know, affect the mental health space. Mm -hmm. It was just that we wanted to do something, right? And we were working our asses off. We were working seven days a week, you know, like I said. We'd work for a builder. We'd knock off, you know, three or four o'clock in the afternoons of a weekday and then go and, you know, go to the next job, the private jobs with cashies we'd be doing at night, doing, you know, kitchen and bathroom renos and all this kind of stuff. We'd be working Saturdays and Sundays while our mates were, yeah, you know, partying or whatever, we were up at, you know, 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning and going, you know, renovating kitchens and bathrooms again on the weekend, you know. So, like, we, we wanted to do something together, but we just didn't know what it was. And so I think that that entrepreneurial spirit is probably something that, like, really is the, is, is the, the start of, I think, our story, to be honest. We've come together and we just have both had these kind of minds that wanted to do something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I, I appreciate the TED Talk so much. I think I've listened to it about five or six times in the last week just in preparation to see you guys. And the one thing that Kayla and I spoke about just off air before we spoke is the round of applause that you got when you said fuck just in that TED Talk. It just – that to me is just Australian. Yeah. Just everything that you spoke about beforehand they took in just led up to that one moment of saying running two startups was – Fucking stressful, mm. and the the applause that you got, I just thought that's that's why we're here. I'll be honest, okay. I, I watched that um, that TED talk probably one of my lowest weeks while going through chemo, and um, I think like because Jesse and I've sort of just started this two piece feed thing up, and we don't know where we're going with it. You know, it's still so fresh, and that was probably one of the worst weeks I've had in the twelve weeks of chemo you know, that I was doing um, and just watching that 15-minute video was just like, all right, no, these guys can do 
awesome stuff, I can do the same thing. And it just like it just picked me up. And I, I want to thank you guys for doing that because that was awesome and sharing that out. Because yeah, that well, really, that really helped me during that. that week. Yeah, that was that's awesome. awesome to hear. That's so awesome to hear. Thank you. I mean, I think it's worth noting. Like this is only something I've started talking about kind of recently, but like. Yeah, I really appreciate that it, you know, that it connects with people like that. And like, to be fair, at the start of Trademark and to five years later to doing the TED Talk, yeah, we didn't know where we were going either. So yeah. like, a lot to be said for just starting something and having a crack. So yeah, and just enjoying it along the way. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to, but anyway, fuck. Yeah, um, how tough was? Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say the other thing with the fuck um, was. I was only allowed to swear once. They gave me one. That's uh, they said you can have one swear, and so in the process of writing that TED talk, it was very stressful. It was a long process. It was I had to, I felt like I had to weight the world on my shoulders doing that, and then the weeks leading up to it, yeah, I'd be rehearsing it. It was fully memorized, all this kind of thing, and I'd be rehearsing it at home in the two weeks leading up, and just getting to various points of it, and just completely breaking down, boiling my eyes out, like I can't do this. I don't. I can't. I can't do it, you know. I was in my head. I was like, "That's okay." The night before performance, I'm just going to get COVID, and I'm not going to. Then I'm. That's you know. Yeah. That was my. That was in my head. I was telling myself that was my back out plan. Like I was. I felt the pressure, you know, a lot, and I don't think that necessarily comes through in the video. <laughs> and yeah. I've been saying to people like, "Watch it, understand it," but then realize that I was not in a good good frame of mind at all i was in one of the lowest points i've been in a long time actually when i had to deliver that and so yeah really overcame some demons there to do it but yeah my god you think you get up on stage and talk about mental health when your own mental health is like not in a good place have you ever heard of imposter syndrome yep yep Yep. yeah far out so yeah it's what happens you know when you start something and you you just got to keep going with it, but you put yourselves in situations where you, you're doing things that you think you yeah, sh- either shouldn't be doing or not cut out to be doing or, you know, why are we here? Yeah. Um, but you just keep on, keep on going one day at a time and yeah, yeah, things happen. So, so you've got these funky shirts, these, these work shirts. Um, so how, how did you go about, you know, bringing that to Australia and, and, and getting that, getting that out there and into the shops and on your online store and, and doing all that. Like how, how tough was that to do? Anyone, Ed? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're all right. right. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, fuck. Yes. Definitely hard. We had no idea what we were doing um, for a very long time. So it was just it, our whole thing. was just asking for help basically along the way. Yeah. Bring someone, have a meeting with someone, talk to someone, roll on to the next person. If they couldn't help, they might know someone. So it was literally sort of that, yeah, six degrees of separation to a degree. It was just we just kept rolling along and rolling along until we hit someone that could, yeah, help us out and they help us through as much as they could and then we just roll on to the next thing. So, um, yeah, just a lot of fuck putting ourselves out there and telling our story and what we wanted to do and people jumping on the back of that basically and just pointing us in the right direction. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, we've had a few of our mates um, notice that you've brought out scrubs this week. So in the last yeah, two weeks. Yeah, we did. We, so we, we have a, last week, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, um, we have a lot of nurse friends, so they're uh, pretty keen for that. So that's that's awesome. Good yeah, stuff. no, it's been great. So, um, yeah, they went ballistic. I think they're pretty much all sold out now. And then – um, 
Yeah, it's it's been it's been awesome, and the amount of people like we just we we're just testing it, but like the amount of people that are like reaching out and being like these are fucking awesome, which is great. Yeah, so, no, that's and great. the images and stuff that are coming through is awesome. So yeah, pretty pumped with that. Yeah. Other than just uh, buying some tops and some merch, and we wanna we wanna get on board ourselves actually uh, with the with the range because we're not tradies, but we're gonna delve into the uh, the other side of it. Uh, who comes up with the with the lovely designs that you guys have got cranking? So we have a in-house design team. We've got so this is this thing like two tradies. We've built this whole business where we've got like a buying and procurement team. We've got designers, graphic designers, salespeople, all these people in industries that we don't have a fucking clue about, like yeah. as tradies. But yeah, one of those is our designer, our senior designer Iris Hall, who's amazing. She's been with us now for almost four years. Um and um she's just yeah she's just awesome she's got such an awesome style um she also works with collaborators as well um so yep. she'll engage collaborators for some designs that we want to do um but yeah basically she uses a, a trend forecasting program called WGSN which is well known in the in the fashion world and she looks forward to you know designed um sort of trend forecasting for you know 6 12 months ahead seeing what colours they're going to, you know, are supposed to be, you know, on, on trend and this kind of stuff. And she'll take that information and then she'll, you know, whack it in with her um, her, her design style and, yeah, come up with some wacky designs for us to get out. Then we're always trying to get messages across through our designs where we can. Yeah. Um, we like to have fun with it and we want, we want people to be able to have fun with our gear when they're wearing it. So that's everything from the names to the... Um, you know, to the product stories and then obviously the print designs themselves. So yeah, we, we like to have fun with it. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, some mm. of the some of the patterns are just like they're awesome and so bright and yeah, definitely a conversation starter, I can, <laughs> I can tell you that. They much. definitely they definitely they definitely do what we say they will do. Yeah, we exactly. Were, and that was the thing when we started, you know, when we wore those shirts into the pub, they started a conversation and then we ended up on the news and they've been doing that ever since. Yeah. And I think for a long time it was a fear of mine thinking, oh, fuck, you know, are they actually going to start conversations? But, like, people out there setting a storage every day, I'm just, I'm not surprised, you know, anymore yeah. that they work because they definitely do the job. So, if you make them loud enough, yeah, like yeah. Dan says, we've sort of got a license to make something that's really shit and still starts a conversation or something that's really cool and still starts a conversation. So we've got a bit of bit of width on the on the design piece. How does it make you feel when you see your shirt out in the public? Because, I mean, we've got some hoodies i mean we're not wearing our hoodies now but we've got our hoodies where we have you know ask your mate for a feed on the back and seeing that out in public like randomly it's so freaking cool like and we've only got probably like 25 of them out in the community so yeah you know like we're yeah, only yeah. just starting but you know how how is it for you it's, guys it's seeing becoming, that out there? it's becoming pretty normal for us now which is yeah. funny like they just especially on a friday they're fucking everywhere like it was at a wedding two weeks ago at Ellie Beach and like wife and I are getting dropped off at the um at the resort there and there's like a bloke in a high his work shirt just like walking up the thing and I was like oh fuck that's great and yeah. I, yeah one there and then on the drive to the airport that morning there was a couple on the highway and like there yeah, they pop up all the time which is hilarious um and I think we're just a bit um yeah a bit used to it now but it's um yeah it's funny seeing them out there it's good to know they're actually being worn I think for me, the biggest thing with with seeing them out in public is actually hearing, I love overhearing someone else telling the story of what they're about. That's what's 
for me, that's what's more exciting than actually seeing the shirt is when I overhear someone or hear someone else sharing the story with someone else about what they're about. Yeah. Um, it's really, really cool because, you know, people have got their own interpretations and people have got their own sort of way of telling it, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, they know what they're for. And, yeah, hearing that's the, the, the best bit for me. It's awesome. Yeah, I think for for us it was the same. Yeah. Although we've already only got so so limited people wearing it at the moment, it's just that conversation starter. We were we were so initially invested in how many people were listening to our podcast, but there's the message behind just listening to us and then going out and spreading the message into the community about speaking about your own mental health mm. and saying that it's okay to feel a bit flat from time to time. Kale and I see each other probably, I'd say, five out of six nights a week, I reckon, for yeah, a couple yeah. of hours. Uh, my wife and I basically call Jesse our son because he's always here and yeah, never leaves. So Like a bad smell. <laughs> um, so this is a conversation starter. So obviously abbreviates into TX. How was that move into TX uh, for you guys? <laughs> Another one of we knew fucking nothing about what we were doing. We just knew there was an issue that needed to be solved, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, like for Dan and I, I was just chatting to a lot of people that were in our shirts or in our community talking about where do I go next and, like, we couldn't answer that question ourselves. And then when we looked at the landscape, it was like it's a really arduous task, a lot of steps, it's expensive, it's difficult to gain access to, like, mental health professionals. And yeah. um, we just like, well, why don't we just hire someone and just get them to answer the phone and just do that. And we basically started with one psychologist, which took some calls, and then it rolled into a few more psychologists and then got to a point where we're like, fuck, this thing really needs to ramp up and, and make more impact. And, um, yeah, started hiring some some more people and, and got them in there and changed sort of the model of care or got a model of care, which we didn't really have before that. It was just, yeah, answer the phone if someone calls it and just talk to them basically. Yeah. Um, it just rolled on now that we've got sort of, yeah, up to 10 counsellors, um, phones called from 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. Um, and we're getting cut through basically, well, we are getting cut through nationally, which is great. Um, and... 95% of our callers now are from the blue collar community, which is awesome. So we're basically getting our, our message and our marketing through to the right people. It's just now about, you know, amping up volume basically and just getting our message out there more about people getting access to counselling yeah. early, free and ongoing. I think the big point of difference for, for us was making sure that we weren't like anything else in market. Um, and it was just if you wanted to go and see a counsellor, it's the same process except it's on the phone. Yep. text or call um and, and that's what we've really stuck to so yeah it's scaled up considerably in the last say 12 to 18 months um compared to where it was for sort of the first 12 to 18 which is which is really cool but um we've got yeah really grand plans for tx but the biggest thing is just maintaining quality of care and free not shit is basically the, the slogan we've been running now for a couple of months so um yeah, yeah it's, it's it's been really cool and you get um so if someone calls up um and they go through the process, and then they call back up again. They get the same counsellor. Is that correct? Or they're booked in, basically. Yeah, yeah so you awesome. just booked in with that same counsellor through your journey. So the triage person, the person that answers the phone to begin with, they're, they're most likely not going to be the counsellor you speak to. They are a counsellor, but they've, they they'll normally book you in with someone else at a time that's convenient for you. And um, yeah, when that counsellor's free, so. Um, yeah, it's basically just like a standard counselling service where we'll send you a text reminder and say, hey, we're going to call you at one o'clock and put it in your diary and 
send a follow-up reminder where, you know, we'll call in 20 and then ring, have that 45-minute session and then, yeah, book you in for subsequent ones Subsequent ones after that basically. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I reckon that was a big point for me on the TED Talk was free, ongoing, speak to the same person. That's uh, that's a big one for me because I lead a team of 60-plus uh, people that, uh, in my job and they'll go off and see their own psychologists and so forth, but they're always booked in to see someone different every three to four months. And a lot of them are quite young now. Um, they're only just just uh, turned 20, 21, and they're going through uni and they don't have the cash flow just to be able to pop $250, $300 every couple of months into a psychologist appointment, and they end up having to retell their story. So, yeah, yeah. I think that... It's fucking... It's, it's, it's expensive. Like the email... Um, my psych emailed me last, well, emailed all his clients last week and was like putting our prices up to whatever it was, 200 bucks an hour. But like he had in there that the Australian Psychology Council or whatever, their, their base rate, they say people should be charging themselves out to $267 an hour. I'm like, fuck me dead. I mean, who can afford fucking, right. you know, 270 bucks? And I mean, if things aren't great and people like really need to see people, like, fuck, you really need to be going at least every week to two weeks. And I mean, mm. Jesus, you're not, like no one's, no one can afford that. Like that's fucking mental money. So, yeah, yeah we're, um, yeah, we're driven to ensure that our service is, uh, yeah, always going to be free, um, and and people can always get access to it basically within a two week time period. It's another really big thing for us. That's awesome. It's that ability to form a connection, I think, which is yeah. the most important thing. And it's connections. I think connection really is. One of the most common underlying, you know, thing or through lines when it comes to mental health is the importance of connection, connection with oneself, connection with, you know, your friends and family, your support networks, and then, you know, connection with a mental health professional or a counsellor who can help support you through, you know, the more technical side of things, I guess. And that's, um, yeah, that's the key with TX is like forming strong connections with the right kind of counsellor who who can support you through that journey. And knowing that it's a, it's a point A to point B process, it's not a... It's not a um, a constant sort of crutch, I suppose, to lean on. Like our our goal with TX is to take someone from point A of needing us to point B of not needing us over a series of sessions and knowing that there, there wants to be an outcome at the end where people feel empowered with the tools and tools and understanding to be able to support themselves better. That's really key for us, you know, that we, we can paint that picture out for people, take them on that journey. You guys can both correct me if I'm wrong, but this also excited me a lot. 37% of uh, your TX callers are are first-time callers to a mental health support service. Yeah, so Mm. that's an awesome number for us. Now, that figure used to be higher. Like earlier on, that figure was over 50%. It was up like 60-something percent of people were first-time callers. And so that's really, really awesome for us um, in two ways. So... Obviously, we're cutting through and people are, are wanting to, you know, explore mental health support with TX because they feel a sense of relatability or they've identified that it's for their industry. With that number coming down of percentage of first-time callers, that means that people are coming back and engaging in the process mm. and coming back. They're not just having one counselling session. The average number of sessions that anyone, you know, has with TX currently is four, um, which means they're engaging the process and coming back. So that number goes down relative to people coming back and doing more and more sessions and buying into it. So it's a really positive um, metric for us um, and something that we're proud to see, you know, continuing. That's awesome. 
So 50% of your uh, profits go to, to charity, which I think is just wonderful as well. Can you guys just update us on those wonderful numbers of hours of conversation that you've given to those that need it? Because that just astounds me as well. So from T, actually, we just pull it up here while we're on, we're on this call. We've got two. So we've got so there's two sides. So obviously there's two sides to this. So there's myself and Ada, founders of both TX and Trademark. Yep. And there's the number of hours that Trademark has funded with our fifty percent of profits. And then there's the hours of the TX. I think it's be four thousand per Trademark. Yeah. Um, TX as a whole is hours of conversation is yeah fifteen and a. 15,800 hours is pretty cool. That's awesome, guys. So, yeah, so we've got an interesting model. So this is another thing that we're really proud of, I guess. Um, And speaking of the entrepreneurial spirit, I think we've got about 40. So Trademark is the founding partner of TX. We sort of got it up and off the ground originally. And now we're a top-tier alliance partner, which means we fund one full-time counsellor year on year. Um, And then we've got about 40 other businesses from the industry, and I see Jim's. You've got Jim's car detailing there. Jim's group is yeah. a is a TX Alliance um, partner. We've got about forty businesses who have adopted a similar model to Trademark, where, where they're funding either a full counsellor or a part of a counsellor. Yeah. Um, so basically, funding the wages of a counselling team. Yeah. So yeah, so we've got about forty businesses, including Trademark now, who are who are who are who are funding that solution. So yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Our, our, our Jim's uh, is our next door neighbor, and he's a car detailer, and he runs SA, the SA branch. Um, okay. And we just get free car washes out of him. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's great. Right. So Jim, so ask him about ask him. It'd be interesting will. to know ask him if he knows about TX because you know Jim's yep. Jim's group um, is a TX Alliance partner. They push the TX service out to all their franchisees, uh, among other things, making sure that you know they know that you know there's somewhere for them to turn to. So because yeah. um, it's stressful. You know, running a small business, like running a car detailing business, like, you know, it's a small business is stressful at times, you know, yeah. making sure the work's coming in, keeping up with everything that's going on, getting your books and your finances sorted. And this is something that all tradies and, and anyone who works on the tools deal with, you know, when you're running small businesses, there's a lot of pressure to do things that you're not actually trained in, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. Even even just doing a, like a podcast, I know it's not like a real small business, but just doing this is, is stressful enough, you know. Sometimes, but I mean, I yeah, haven't I haven't been working full. Time, yeah. I haven't been working full time for four months, so um, it's been pretty easy. But I go back to full time in a week and a half, so um, yeah. you don't know how it's going to be sort of stressful, and you know how I'm going to balance that out. But yeah, anyway, it's a good hobby though. It's a good, it's a great thing to like keep going. It's a good thing to you know, yeah. Play your, your time and your skills too outside of work. It's nice to have something. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a juggling act for sure, but that's life, eh? Yeah, you know, exactly. everything's a freaking juggling act. So, and and, and, yeah. and having having guests like you guys makes it all worthwhile. You know, like the, oh. the effort that we put in to you know get you guys and you guys putting taking time out of your day to you know help a small podcast. It's 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 yeah. incredible. I thank you. Yeah, this really means a lot to us. So I'll be we. We were two like nervous schoolgirls, I reckon, <laughs> half an hour before you guys jumped on. We're like, oh, are they going to remember? Are they going to come on? Oh, God. I, I don't know. We're, I, had a, just, I had a dream last we, night. I absolutely fucked it up. So um, <laughs> yeah. we're off to a good start. We haven't fucked it up. It's been good. We Yeah, big people on our podcast. And uh, you guys aren't league people. We're like Darren Lockyer, which is fucking like, yeah. 
this future one. immortal rugby league player on our podcast. It's yeah. hilarious. So. Yeah. You um you say we're not league people, but uh we we're very into origin. <laughs> very, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, well the market the marketing team's obviously working well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Jesse was, Jesse's a Queensland supporter and I'm a New South Wales supporter, so um uh, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Well, I'm, in, I'm a New yes, South Welshman and Ed's a, Ed's a Queenslander, so I'm with you, Carl. Yep. Yeah, thanks, mate. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just sort of um, finalising everything. So you've got Funky Shirt Friday, absolutely, and your podcast sure. as well. So plug your I mean, podcast. The, the, the podcast is something we haven't done for ages. There was so someone um, Yesterday, actually, I had a fucking baby shower of all things yesterday. And someone yesterday saying, oh, how's the podcast going? I was like, fuck, we haven't done that thing in so long. <laughs> and it's something that Dan and I both um, both love doing. We just, yeah, just something just had to give for yeah. us, basically. We just had so much going on. Um, so it was the thing that had to go. But it's uh, it's something that we, yeah, are keen to get going again. It's probably something we'll look at doing, I'd say, in the new year, yep. crank up again um, and get going. But Funky Shirt Friday um, is just our, yeah, our community basically activating every week and, and wearing our shirts and starting conversations. And we're just sort of getting behind that and pushing that message about future customers getting on board that way and um, starting them on a more, you know, those conversations on a more regular basis. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's the ultimate goal for Trademark? If you don't mind going into that. It's well, it's funny. Like we're actually, I think we are only just at a point in time, five and a half years in, because like the thing is, we've established and scaled two businesses at the same time, mm. one workwear company, one counselling service, in two industries that we know nothing about, right? So it's hard enough, I think, going and scaling one business, um, let alone two at the same time. And so... We've had our fucking asses hanging out for a long time. Yeah. Like we've been burning the candle at both ends. We've been on the on the the cusp of burnout. I was completely burnt out at the point in time of the TED talk last year. Mm. We've had, you know, to, to to be fully transparent, last year was our hardest year. We had fucking major a major cash flow issues, the stress that came from that, you know. Mm. Um, and so we're just at a point now where everything seems really stable. Yep. We've worked our asses off to ensure, you know, the, the financial security of the businesses and, the, you know, the operational structure. We're now just at a point where it feels like we can, you know, think about the future a little bit, you know, clearly and where we want to take it. And part of that really is self-sufficiency for the two of us self-sustainability yep. is um it's a big thing making sure that, that you know we can apply ourselves and there's longevity in the business so really looking at ways that we can achieve a, a positive work-life balance for ourselves keep the keep the keep the uh, the creative juices high and the energy high that way because if we <laughs> if we burn ourselves to the point of you know stress and burnout all the time well we're just not we're going to lose that that passion for it as well so it's really ensuring that you know Know, we're in a great frame of mind to be able to, you know, give it our best and 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 keep it exciting and fun for us. Because if, if we're having fun with it, well, that's the main thing. Because as a brand with trademark, we're always towing that line of having fun with an otherwise serious topic. And so that's you know you, you got to really walk that tightrope quite carefully. Um, so yeah, for us, we're at a point now where things feel good. We're going to keep you know, churning out great designs. We're obviously exploring other markets. Um, where We want to grow the business so that we can become a double, triple, you know, platinum alliance partner and just, you know, lead the way to show that, you know, we can use business in this country 
to to really achieve some awesome positive outcomes and we want to lead by the lead by example for other businesses to follow suit and know that they can use their business to do more um in the community and that's really what we're trying to lead by example and do that's awesome yeah that's that's great yeah i know within my uh sector of work we've really ramped up mental health advocacy in the last two years we've uh, gone out and got uh, eight mental health first aiders in the store so at any time we can call upon any of those and go upstairs and have a chat and take someone aside and if you're just not feeling all right and then uh, as we said earlier uh, jump into those employee assistance programs as well mm. so just be the the step change for uh, the team needing assistance within the store and also with our outside of the store and uh, we have little badges on our shirts at work that just say, I am here. So yep. for the new ones, the 15, 16-year-olds that are coming through, uh, they can just be straight away aware of who they need to talk to or who they can talk to, more importantly. And then you just get off on the right foot and just promote mental health advocacy mm. really early. Yeah. Uh, as you guys right. as you guys state as well, early, early intervention uh, is, is just key, I reckon. Yeah, everything we're doing is to try to everything that we're doing with trademark starting conversations and, and and driving that peer-to-peer support and that cultural shift to providing TX as an early intervention counseling service everything is about preventing people from getting to the point of crisis yep. there's managing mental health but not allowing yourself to get to the point of crisis by understanding who's there and who's around you and what's around you for you to engage and use to, to help prevent getting to that point because that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Yeah. So, yeah, early intervention's key. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and just finally, boys, question for both of you. If you have wheat beaks, do you have them warm or cold? Fucking cold. Who has them hot? Oh, no. Oh, we do. No. <laughs> That is fucking crook. Oh, <laughs> oh. Kale's got a process. Yeah, he's got a two-step process for his own. You got to heat. You got to heat the milk up first in a mug, and then pour it in, and then put it back in the microwave. Yeah, I suppose. Double, yeah, double twice, yeah, fuck. twice cooked wheat bix. Yeah. That's yeah. bloody good, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's almost like um, putting a slow cooked pork on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> low and slow. Yeah. No, See, I've if, had if I was going to heat weed picks up, I'd just go for porridge. Like that's a far superior breakfast hot, in my opinion. It's, but look, that's fine. Yeah. It gets yeah. cold in Toowoomba, mate. <laughs> yeah. Does it get cold down in SA? Oh, oh no, it shit, yeah. Big. It's bloody like seven degrees yeah. outside. Yeah. It's cold in Coobapedi, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seven or eight degrees overnight, I reckon. Yeah. But don't you... Don't you blokes just drink bloody Shiraz from the Barossa to warm yourselves up down there? Isn't that the? Isn't that all you guys do down there? Yeah, yeah, yep. That's about it. <laughs> yep. yep, that's pretty much it. Yep, ride the local kangaroo to work, um, yep. or we or we drink a Shifty Lizard Brewery uh, a beer because they're sponsored yep. by us, or yeah, we're right, sponsored course, by them. So course. yeah, yeah. Shifty <laughs> Lizard, that's great. How does a Shifty Lizard go? They go all right. Yeah, yeah they, they go. Do. We'll send some up to you guys. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's the what's the go? What what are they, what's their range like? Uh, well, we've got four here on display. So we've got the session ale, pretty good. Um, Jesse and I normally just smash the session ales and the easy ales. I uh, got the easy ale brewski, and then they've got uh, a Bruce Lizard West Coast IPA, and then a fruit bomb tropical pale ale. They've even got uh, cotton candy. They've got 
they've got everything. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. Which is the, I like the sound of the Bruce Lizard. Yeah, <laughs> it's real odd. Uh, we we basically were doing the same thing you guys were doing. We were just trying to get uh, some sponsors on board, and we were just run around Adelaide, uh, just going after business uh, one by one, just driving around on our days off. And yeah, Shifty jumped on board, and it was just so weird to see that they literally grew up five minutes away from us. They went to the same high school yeah, as us, same just high school, and different generation, but yeah. same high school and everything. And yeah, yeah, it just so so coincidental. And uh, and then Lee knows your sister. Yeah, so I don't so, know, like the the head the head brewer knows my sister, my brother in law. Like, yeah, it's just. This is how Adelaide is. Everyone knows everyone. So. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Even if you're like an hour and a half away at the other side, like in Salisbury or Elizabeth, you just have that person that you worked with in the middle or you played footy with them or cricket or something, and it's just so small. Yeah. It's, yeah. So oh, if you're ever down in Adelaide, let us know and we'll take you down a shift. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they in love that. In, in a town where everyone knows each other, good lesson, don't fuck anyone over and people yeah. find out. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, don't. No, you're treading on eggshells. Absolutely, yeah. Um, guys, another quick one. What's your What's your favourite Aussie saying? Mm, mine's ball lake, but I don't know if that's ball really – It might just be my saying. Ball lake. Yeah, it's a fucking ball lake. Yeah. Right. I um, like that. That's a good question. What is my favourite Aussie saying? Mine's, I mean, I say fuck me dad a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's a go-to. Mine's, mine's yeah. going 10 rounds with a go-anna in a camp oven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, I tell you one that I hear a bit, like, I don't know if it's a super Aussie Aussie saying. It is an Aussie thing to say, but when people play golf and they suck and they're like, I'm going out for a game of whack fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You heard that? Oh, yeah, 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 we've heard that. Yeah. yeah. That's oh. good stuff. Bloody that's good. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. No worries, lads. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for having us. Hopefully, uh, we added a bit of value, and it's yeah, yeah people enough. enjoy. You're our first um, Zoom guest, by the way. So. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not easy. Zoom <laughs> so, um, we were we yeah. were prepared to come up to you guys. So. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, were you? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, next time, next time, come up, come up to Brisbane. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, although I don't, our podcast studio. See. We've there's, just made is, no we don't even have a we don't even have a studio set up anymore, which sucks. Oh. First, we built we built that podcast studio from the with our fucking bare hands, and um and now we've moved and we haven't quite got the right space or whatever to set up a new podcast. So we're we're thinking about how we can do it, but um yeah no nah, for sure uh, next time come up, but we'll 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 be down in Adelaide, I'm sure at some point as well. Like we've got a few yeah we've got a couple of connections down in Adelaide. I think we're coming down there. Um. At some point later in the year for a bit of an event, but um, yeah, nah, good to connect, lads. No yeah, thank Beautiful. you very much. All awesome, right. lads. Have a great day. We'll do. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Beautiful, Beautiful. Have you work, lads. Go to two piece. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Bye.